Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available. Built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. Welcome to episode 124 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter, and special guest, Dr. John Lynn. And this is the eve of our Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar. We're really excited. It's the first time we're all in the room together doing a podcast. A lot of, uh, it, it, it's kind of awkward in a way that uh, we just aren't used to doing it this way, but we're going to give it a shot. And what we want to talk about today is what we're most excited about talking about in uh, the seminar tomorrow and uh, it was a two-day seminar so tomorrow and the next day so I'm just going to pass it over to Mark and ask you what are you looking forward to talking to the group about? Well it's a hard call overall and it is nice seeing everybody you know being in the same room so first time through with that so you know in the end I guess one of the things I'm always excited about is when we get into the the coding workshops and we actually go through some of the questions and get the interaction across the board. Um, a lot of the other things that we're dealing with, I talk about all the time on on the web, you know, and and in various groups when we're talking about all the Medicare updates and what's happening with the the, mar- the business of urology with private equity and everything that's going on and ICD-10 coding and a lot of things we're covering. But I would have to say that the live events when we're really into those discussions and the coding workshop is, to me, a lot of fun. I mean, we get some good questions. We've got some good questions to start it off. But I think I think that's going to be fun. And then, of course, e and always a good, a good adventure. And you know, but that's, you know, that's, that's one that's a little more repetitive for me. I've been doing a lot of E&M training recently. So tomorrow, um, which is actually Saturday is the, is the real coding workshop with all the questions and the Q and A. So that's where, that's where I am. Um, so John, how about you? It's tough because there's so many topics that I'm passionate about and I'm going to be discussing modifiers and globals. So I'm excited about that, but I would have to agree with Mark in that I think E&M, that's a, that's a big chunk of a urologist's potential revenue and in terms of work RVUs. And 
knowing how to use ENM effectively and coupling that with the appropriate and judicious use of modifiers. And, and tomorrow I'm going to be covering one of the modifiers and just a conservative estimate, just the use of that modifier can potentially increase a urologist's productivity by 44 to $45,000. And that's a very conservative estimate. So I would have to say E&M and modifiers together. But there, there's so many topics that I, I, I just love hearing about over and over. I know you're tired of to talk about E&M. I'm really excited to talk about E&M because I think it is still so misunderstood. The wrongful use of time-based billing, knowing what's included in that time-based billing versus what is not, the nuances of the uh, the extended, the extra G2212, uh, I, I think it's G2212, yeah, yeah. 99417, and, and how Medicare differs from the AMA, uh, the, the, the nuances in the implementation of those codes. I mean, that's just one of the very exciting things. I don't know. I think we're all coding geeks here. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited to, to be able to share things like that so that people are not leaving money on the table. And I, I think when it comes down to it, I'm excited among these seminars, webcasts, podcasts, and things like that, in that we have now the ability to reach a lot of people and help urologists and physicians to not leave money on the table. Often that burnout comes from lack of control, knowing codes, knowing the appropriate use of the ENMs, the modifiers, empowers the, the urologist, empowers the coder and the biller so that they feel like they have more control and possibly one less thing to feel burnt out. So anyway, long answer to a short question. Ray, what do you think? Well, you know, I'd have to agree. There's a lot going on that, and, and I, you know, really push understanding the concepts. And I think it's so important that you understand the concepts are the basis for what we deal with. And, and the global payment of which John's going to be talking about the, the modifiers, you have to understand what the global payment really is and the nuances of it. And, but I'd have to say the E&M. Because, you know, we were excited when the E&M changed in the office in 21. But now that we've seen what the changes really were and how they impacted a practice, to see it come into the hospital, I think is going to be fantastic. So hopefully everybody will get engaged and really understand it and go with the flow. All right. Well, I'm really excited because in, in this, when we come out of the seminar each day, just to hear the excitement and the optimism in the attendees and what they've learned. And when we do some of the, the interviews of asking, you know, what'd you like about the seminar? It's always interesting to hear what the, the attendees have picked up, whether it's from a discussion that, had, that went on during the, the seminar or a, uh, something that was presented, but hearing that excitement that they can take that back and see some real progress in their office or something that they've missed 
and and just hearing that stuff come out of there is it's it's very fulfilling as being a part of this group so here john well for me when i was at the very early stages i was in the seats and as an audience member and i remember having to return to these meetings over and over just so the concepts would settle in my mind as, as if you're curing concrete finally making the neuron connections finally it clicked and then it really really made sense and understanding how the small pieces fit together and how you can really optimize your office and like ray said understanding the concepts and not only that being able to apply those concepts i think that is really powerful and again empowering physicians empowering coders so that they can safely and confidently code to the best of their abilities and, and really we're in vegas this is very apropos not leave any money on the table what do you say mark so i well i agree and it is it is fun having done this for so many years watching the light bulbs come on for folks as they go through the as they go through this and hear it you know and and sometimes it takes years but I mean, it's it you know, and to tomorrow we will have, uh, I think, you know, half of the group is our first time attendees, which uh, they're wide eyed and like some of this stuff flies right over their head. But it, even those folks will grab one or two things here and there, and they'll and they'll run through those things. And it's just it's fun and the interaction and and listening to the back and forth as well for those people that are experienced that are picking up maybe one new thing and then sharing um, with the rest of the group what's going on. And then I did forget to mention, tomorrow we're rolling out the new pocket cards and wall charts, um, which will be uh, including all the new changes to, the, uh, to all the other E&M codes. And then spending a little bit of time talking about telehealth and the fact that that thing's here to stay and how to really integrate it into your practice. So there's there's so many different things and different aspects. Um, and then, of course, we have to rain on everybody's parade by talking about what the Medicare updates are going to be. And, and everybody's pressure level is, is tight right now. I mean, staff retention is difficult. You know, costs are going up. And we're dealing with a ton of issues within urology. And it's just good. The, the feeling is good in the room overall when we're looking at you know opportunities and options to preserve the financial practices and the 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 finance backbone to allow urologists to continue to do what they really love which is providing patient care so it it is rewarding from that side and that's you know that overarching you know feeling overall of of being able to to see some folks and, and maybe provide some help overall. So it's, it's, it's a great experience and I am looking forward to it. I always do every year. Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things you'd mentioned earlier, Mark, is learning this stuff is kind of like learning, uh, learning a foreign language. And you kind of equated it to, you can learn, you know, babble, you can go to, you can learn all the vocabulary, you can learn all the, the, you know, the, the grammar and, and this, the nuances of a language, but it it takes going out and actually speaking and being in a conversation so that you actually master it. But it takes that practice. So you can learn the concepts, 
but you got to learn how to apply them as well. So that's uh, that, that's an interesting thing about coding and, and billing in this system that we have. Well, John, you mentioned uh, the modifier of the 45,000. When the first big rule change came in 1992, and we were talking, we were, Mark and I were out talking about modifiers and so forth, and we, we, we explained the 25 modifier and how you use it and so forth. And we had one of the docs came back the next year and said, I want you to know I started using that 25 modifier and I brought in an extra 100,000. And that was in 1993. <laughs> so it is important. And we talk about everybody else learning. We learn at each of these seminars too. And over the years, we've learned more about how we can help you learn and how you can help retain, because it's been sort of insinuated here. You can learn the rules, and we've seen so many people that when you have two procedures in the same time, you just always add the modifier to the list. That's not the way you do it. You have to understand the concepts and know when to use them. And that's what's important. And Scott will be talking a little bit about what we've learned about how you learn and how you continue to progress. And as John says, not leave the money on the table. Because we know that the average practice is leaving what, Mark, would you say now? Well, I think it depends on where the practice is, for sure, and what their understanding is. But, yeah, 5 to 20% is is still out there on the table left and it's and today with the cuts and everything you're being faced with it's and the fact and i was looking the other day i've got a little piece in here on ambulatory surgical centers you know you start looking at what has happened to reimbursement for hospitals and ambulatory surgical centers which are getting an average of two three point or two point seven percent raises for the last you know, 14 years, and then you go back and look what happened to physicians, and their raises have been a grand total of 4% over that same period of time. That's crazy. Um, and it's it's definitely a difficult, you know, environment overall with, with all the twists and turns that are out there, and certainly the private payers and what they're doing aren't making life any easier. In fact, making it far more difficult and We've got some discussions going on about, you know, what the practice needs to do to try and function within the environments of prior authorizations and the increasing LCDs and and the turn up of medical necessity and what they're saying is and isn't allowed. It's it's a it's it's a game. It's a complex game, but you know, figuring out the rules and playing it is part of the rule, part of the way you're going to have to survive. So. I'm also excited to see some of the vendors tomorrow yeah. and the products and the medications that they're bringing. And then that will be, that'll be another topic of discussion. Often attending these meetings, I'm equally excited in seeing what is new, what are, what is being pushed out there. And I already had a vendor actually reach out to me regarding one of the products. They saw that I was going to be presenting here. They reached out and said, Hey, 
what about this? What about that? I'm like, okay, well, hold on. <laughs> let's 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 get to the meeting and then let's talk about this in, in a in a public forum. I actually invited my new coder biller to this meeting. She's never been to a meeting like this before. And I said, hey, Krista, you're going to get some CEUs, which is going to be great. And on the way here, we happened to book the same flight. And I said, Krista, you know, when I applied to medical school, I wanted to help people. Very little. I didn't realize that not only will I be able to help my patients and all of my staff, employees, and all the ventures that I'm involved in, all those employees, I'm going to be able to take care of my family. Not only am I going to be able to do all that, patients, staff members, family, now I'm empowered to help other urologists and other physicians. And that is why I'm not burned out. I, and, I, and Krista said it, it's rare, it's refreshing to, to join a practice where the physician is so excited to share knowledge. And that, that is, I think that's part of why I'm not burned out because I'm excited for meetings like this where we can see, meet other urologists, other coders and billers. And not only are we teaching, we're learning from them. And like you all said, the interaction among the attendees and some of the nuggets that are picked up is just amazing every single year. And also this meeting is being held in Vegas tomorrow and Saturday, but in New Orleans, it'll be Jan the end of January, prsnetwork.com is where you can find this meeting information. So if you can't make it to this one, make sure you look at the one at the end of January in 2023, it'll be in New Orleans. And then next year, it'll be December 2023, right after the Medicare rules, uh, final rule comes out in November. And, and I think the, the reason why you hold these meetings is that the final rule comes out, Mark uses his big brain to interpret things, and then really just give us the nuggets, just the facts without all the fluff, because the interim final rule was about 2,200 pages. Nobody has time for that. And when I used to attend as a student, I thought, man, I'm spending all this time. I'm having to take off work and, and travel and lodging and all that stuff. But then if I think about it, think about all the money that I'm going to be making and not leave on a table by knowing these rules and understanding these rules. So the small amount of time and effort and energy that I come to these meetings is absolutely worth it. And Ray, why don't you talk about the guarantee that you have at this meeting. Well, you know, I'm going to pass that on to Scott. He's going to be talking about that, but it's a, it's a continuing education where you not only uh, learn the concepts and the rules, but you apply them, learn how to apply them, and you keep getting to practice. Uh, we've hired many, many uh, certified coders over the years to work with us. And it usually takes about a year to really work with them to get them up to where they can, they can truly code and, and be totally productive. There's a lot of learning, but let me share with you, it's not complicated, it's just detailed. Yes, and uh, it is uh, it is a lot of information and a lot to learn. And the guarantee that we have is 
your investment in the seminar, we guarantee that you will make that up in what you uh, learn from the seminar and you apply that to your practice. So, or, or wherever you may practice. So that's our guarantee. We, we firmly stand by that. We, uh, we, we love to see all the, the urologists and their staff come to these things and get something out of it. That's, that's what floats our boat. So, all right. Final thoughts. We'll go around the, go around the circle. Final thoughts on whatever seminar, but you're looking forward to not only tomorrow, but in the future. Well, I'll say one thing as much as uh, zoom and video has allowed outreach and follow-up and connection, it's not the same as live. And so it is, I am looking forward to the live interactions that are going on and, 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 you know, talking, meeting with people and then our happy hour afterwards, some interaction. So it's, it's a camaraderie, it's a partnership, it's a, it's a, it's a family. So, you know, we start, obviously it's a family from our side, <laughs> but, <laughs> literally, but, uh, but we do feel like the urology family extends across the country and it is, it's great to interact with those folks. Um, I'm happy to be out doing a lot of stuff uh, around the country and it's, I'm looking forward to seeing what we can do to keep urology healthy, happy and growing. And there are opportunities, even with all these pressures. So that's, that's where I am. Well, in addition to the in-person meetings, there are also online options, such as prsnetwork.com. For all the attendees at this, this meeting, they are automatically included in the PRS community. And one of the, one of the particular special communities for all the attendees of UACRS this year where you can ask questions, coding and billing questions, and continue that conversation. And I also would like to, again, invite all the listeners to join the Thriving Urology Practice Facebook group, where we crowdsource practice management solutions for everyone's benefit. It is free, and you can continue on practice management discussions at that uh, forum. It'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Ray? Well, I'm looking. Always look forward to seeing old friends, returnees, and hear the stories of how they've improved their practice and and what they're looking forward to. All right. Well, thank you all. This has been awesome. And sitting in the same room and having a podcast. Wow, that was fun. So, so I think we should all take this out together on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery.